Hello, good afternoon. It is the Everton Live. It is Daily Monday, thing. the 12th of February. Hey, is that for future historians to... Just there, because yeah. they want to go back and go, well, what date was that? Yeah. When Everton was still waiting to find out what their fate was. Um, we've had, apparently, this is the week we get told. That's, it? Well, that's what has been reported by lots of different people. Um, when the appeal originally was done, sorry, when they were talking about this commission, mm. a lot of people who know, as in legally. We who, all thought two weeks. Who do you thought? Well, people saying, I had seen a lot of people who were in the legal background saying it should only take a week. They've got all the information, mm. all the information from the last commission's mm. being done. You've just got to hear the, hear the evidence and come to a conclusion. So this week should really be yeah. the week that we are. I mean, I had the same conversation at, as you do, travelling to and from away games. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, well, I couldn't remember actually how long it took a decision to be made the first time. And the, the sad thing is, we shouldn't all be anorak enough to look, have to look it up, should no. we? But it struck me the same point, really, which whatever it took last time, it should take less because mm. it's an appeal. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And the KC or the judge has all the notes from the first time to read up in advance and, mm. and all that sort of stuff. And, of course, the new super-duper accelerated process, which the Premier League threw together over a weekend, gives uh, the KC and the judge a week to do an initial case, never mm. mind the appeal. Yeah, yeah. However, wise men like Mr Myers are mm. thinking it could be a couple of weeks away yet. So it's just a load of disinformation, isn't it? Mm. You know, you've got an open-ended process driven by the IC and, and they they take as long as it takes to get to the decision and the rest of us hang around thinking, is it today, is it today, is it today? Which is a shame. So a defined process with a timetable to it would be good. That's what we're led to believe the new process, which in theory both us and Forrest will go through after this is finished. Mm -hmm. And that gives, you know, the commission a week on their, let's be honest here, you and I talked about it when it came out and mm -hmm. I referred to it as a sunny day plan. Yeah, yeah. So the thought that an appeal might take three or four weeks tends to put an extra set through. You can do an initial case in seven days, doesn't it? And that just means any kicking the can down the road beyond the end of the season gets further and further away. It's mad, isn't it? Totally mad. It's just it's just absolutely crazy to me that something continually you just kept in this continual state of, of limbo by people at the Premier League. And I don't care whether these people are independent. They're chosen by the Premier League, mm. regardless. You can have an interesting debate about what independent Yeah, exactly. Is. But, but the Premier League me, lean on that a lot, don't they? It's nothing to do with us. Yeah. It's independent. Even though it's on the thing, it says a Premier League panel. Yeah. Um, it, it should all have a finite timescale. Absolutely. Everything should, should have a timescale. Like it, VAR should have one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they'd be praised at the weekend, weren't they, for... Being quicker for yeah, got a decision quick, an offside quick. I think the Wolves, Wolves Brentford game, they got that offside very quickly. Apparently, and they were all patting each other on the back. But lest we forget, I know we're going off mm. piste a little bit. Earlier in the season, the excuse for getting decisions wrong mm. was they were trying to make them quickly. Mm, yeah. So it's like you know they they can't you know, and of course the uh, 
the accusation which goes at the Premier League reasonably regularly at the moment that they're making it up as they go along. Mm. No wonder they don't want to share minutes and documents, yeah? Mm. Because once people see it written down, they'll say, well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. The mm. best way to avoid contradicting yourself is don't give any don't give any insights at all. Yeah, you know, just yeah. say it is what it is. Nothing to do with us, Gov. Mm. Um, so, says just wait for Ornstein to leak it. Oh well, well he is he is fed by the Premier. Uh, of course, yes, and, and Martin as well will get heads mm. up, won't he? Our mate Martin Ziegler. Yeah. Well, yeah, they 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 the two they go to, aren't they? Um, you know, how can we put this out? So I know, let's go to these two. But we'll have to see. But it, for me, it it's. The whole thing is just so open-ended. They can basically do what they want. Yeah. It's not within, to me, it's not within the interest of the Premier League. It's not within Burnley's interest. Or integrity is a catch-all. Oh, well, it's not, though, is it? Because it's Luton are doing well. Basically got a bump because we got 10 points ripped mm. off us. And so did a few other clubs. But yet they don't know whether we're remaining on 19 points. Imagine being a Nottingham Forest fan mm. who may or may not, you know, we disagree, of course, that points are the right answer anyway. Absolutely. But one assumes that, and I, and I talked, tweeted about this over the weekend, apart from the fact we don't think points are the right thing, mm. regardless of whether we benefit or not, mm. as we clearly will stroke wood. If Forest got it. If yeah. Forest. But if you take a very simplistic view that says, if all those ifs. But if Forrest have breached the rules by more than Everton did and points are what it's all about, then in that initial case, they should end up getting more points deducted. Mm. Then they go to appeal and try and mitigate it down, all those sorts of things, right? Mm. But imagine if you're a Nottingham Forest fan and you don't get told that to sometime mid-late March. Mm. I mean, how can it be a matter of weeks or games away from the end of the season. You've got to say, oh, by the way, minus 12 points for you. Mm. You talk about Luton getting a bit of a lift from Everton, getting minus 10. Mm. Imagine the sort of lift they will get if... And everybody else. Six, seven, eight, nine games from the end of the... Well, everyone, but Luton, if you like, because they're the ones who everyone thought were going to go down and now probably think, no, they're not. Mm. And one of the reasons people perhaps think, no, they're not, is they've had a little bit of a good run and mm. Nottingham Forest are expected to get a point deduction. Mm. It's mad. That's no, everyone it, would an asterisk against them. No, and that that then destroys the integrity of, of the league. Does. Of course, you start bouncing out multiple asterisks. The, the what the competition's finished. Really, mm. it's not. It's not even a real season. You can't. And this is why, again, to reiterate, I am fully against points deductions, and, and I mean for Forest as well, Ditto. and for any other for Man City when theirs comes. It's it. You can't. For me, you cannot mess with the actual results. Mm. Fine. Transfer bans, reduce squad numbers, mm. all of that. But points but, is crazy but, to me. But, but when people talk about fines, mm. you know, you know, when, when a goalkeeper pulls somebody down or doesn't get his leg out of the way quick enough or whatever, mm. part of the, yeah, he just gets a yellow card, even if he's the last man, unless it's something blatant outside the box sort of mm. thing. Is because you can't be punished for the same thing twice. It doesn't seem right. Yeah, you know. Well, that's what they've done, haven't they? So yeah. But as soon as you give a club a significant points deduction, mm. and it costs them five, six, seven, eight, nine places in the in the division, mm. and all those play positions are worth what a couple of million quid each, yeah, then Nottingham Forest or Everton could end up getting a bigger financial penalty from even if they stay up mm. from 
hopefully knock down the league yeah, than yeah. they transgressed in the first place. Hmm. So then you've got to say, well, if you're down the track, you say, let's replace points deductions with fines, mm. you know, i.e. money, then that's got to be clearly be greater than the benefit they got from being up the league. Yeah. Otherwise, as you, we talked offline earlier about a club may conclude as a very objective business decision, let's deliberately breach the rules mm. because the upside minus the downside is positive for us. Yeah. And you can't have strategists thinking, you know, shall we take a five-point deduction, deduction yeah. because, yeah? We'll spend all this money yeah. to take a five-point deduction. And we've had this conversation before because, I don't know whether it's true anymore, to be honest, because I lose sight of it all. But but if the biggest points deduction that the IC can levy is 12 points, mm. and if you less than 20 million overrun costs you 10, go over by 200 million. Mm. And there are clubs who could do that. Oh, Newcastle, yeah. where are you? You know, mm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just br blow it out the water, right? Mm. But of course, I don't know we're going over old ground over and over again. Mm. They've had that think, and they're going to change it all again. Yeah. No, but it, it is. And then it becomes it percentages of turnover against wage bills but and th all those sorts of things. I think we're Everton now. I think we're, we're Everton now, right now, isn't it? I think it is important to get the facts back out there despite the spin. Oh, gosh, yeah. Is that... Because we had this one over the weekend, the poor Nottingham... Okay, the Forest fan, fan trying to give himself yeah. some comfort that, mm. well, Everton have breached by 300 million. Mm. They've, and this Nottingham Forest fans who think they've gone by 50 or whatever mm. it is, yeah, yeah. think, well, if they got 10 points for 300 million, we'll only get three or four points for our 50 million. Mm. Nah, because it mm. wasn't. Yeah. And that's what you're... And I this, guess, is, the, this yeah. is the problem, isn't it? Is that when you see... Matthews and the likes reporting this ridiculous thing and you'd have Simon Jordan. Let's not forget Everton with 300 million over. It's mm. just that no Simon, every club, my mate, as you well know, breaches it by more than the 105 and then they all drag it down under the 105. Because every so, club doesn't consider the 105 as anything uh, other than the number you've got to stay below. Yeah, that's it. If the Premier League and the IC and the Everton judgment talked about this is a significant breach mm. because it's actually 124 and a half million mm. over, what he implied was what you should really be aiming for, which is profitability. Mm. Well, make it zero then. Yeah. That's it. Because every competitive. Well, isn't it only 17 clubs posted? Yeah. Zero. Every single competitive sport on the planet, if you draw a line in the sand, all of them will go up to the line. Of course they will. Some will think if they go over the line, they can get away with it, mm. won't get caught. Others will, whatever. But if they're all going as close to the line as they can, otherwise you're not competitive, mm. inevitably something will go remiss. Mm. Maybe it's a pandemic or a war or you're building a state, <laughs> something like that, mm. right? Which means, oops, your sums don't quite add up when it comes to it and you're over. Mm. If you then get hit with a baseball bat, of course it rains everybody else in. Yeah. Because every, 19 Premier League clubs suddenly, except Forrest, who were already over, so thought, sod it, you know, mm. um, thought l l January's not good anyway. Let's not spend any money because mm. we, we're worried now. And and what's gone in there is there's there's some jeopardy based on uncertainty. And the uncertainty is based on when we did our budget and we made these assumptions, maybe they're wrong. Mm. Maybe spending on stadium isn't always free. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and so you you end up back on the core 
things of wages and amortization and, and those sorts of things and it's it's mad yeah it's totally mad i mean there was a there was a tweet i saw today which is just reiterating it who's this one um, just the, the thing going around the truth about Everton's case, it's just an image. Oh, okay. One, the breach came from interest payments on the new stadium. Yeah, we all know that, don't we? It was not on transfers and players. Yeah, but this is a thing to just put back out oh, there I because see, right, obviously right. people think, as that Forest fan yesterday, mm. Everton had just bought too many players and this was it. Uh, two, the Premier League were fine with Everton's methods the year before when building out of own cash flow, but not the year after when the league suddenly changed the rule mid-process. And Everton made that clear, didn't they, in their case? Uh, but unfortunately, the IC mm. believed what the Premier League said. Well, and that turned into mm. not telling the truth, misleading, mm. and so on. Well, yeah. I mean, where are you with that, John? With if you're building a stadium and there's interest payments on that money, say, and a Premier League turn around to you and say, yeah, okay, we're happy with that. We agree, we accept what you're saying. Because don't forget, I've said this on something else, but the Premier League, a lot of clubs or a few clubs near the bottom complain to the Premier League when uh, Everton's COVID numbers came out. We're so different from Everton theirs. Had, Everton had yeah, yeah. complained a lot more mm. through the yeah, pandemic yeah. than others. Yeah, yeah. They complained to the Premier League. Mm. And the Premier League let it be known that Everton were working with them. And it was fine. And it was okay. We'd got the numbers into what they were thought were acceptable. Everton hadn't breached. Um, mm. They accepted Everton's numbers from COVID. Bang, bang. And they were still away. saying that a matter of weeks before they yeah. referred us. Go yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then the next minute, they're not happy then. And That's so right. actually, you've breached it, even though Everton were working hand in hand. So my argument would be that if, if you go to build a stadium, mm. if I'm building a stadium and you're the bank, say, let's call you the bank or mm. you the Premier League, and I come to you and say, Mr. Premier League man, I'm building the stadium. It's going to take four years to build. To build. We're paying for it out of our own money. We haven't. And you say, well, you sure you don't want to take a loan for that? Because you can have that in your thing then as a loan. And I go, well, we think it'll be better for us paying for it ourselves. Because mm. then we're not saddling Everton Football yeah, yeah. Club with a debt that is quite high. The... Okay. Um... Don't know what it is. Someone's come for ped in the post if anyone's interested. Right. <laughs> for four. Oh. No need. Holy Bible. Oh, the Bible. <laughs> I shall not is. steal. Okay. There you go, then. Dear Peter, thank you for requesting a Bible. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's gone religious. Someone has scraped our emails off the, the mm, website. And he's decided sent, well, that's good because it gives something to it. I mean, he, for this sort he of doesn't thing. read, but he, you know, who knows? He certainly not the Bible. I can't imagine. Well, um, so I say it's going to take four years. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And I say I'm going to pay for it myself. And you, sh is that okay? Mm. And you say, yeah. Sure. So year one, John, Mr. Premier League, this is the thing for the stadium. Yep, fine, big tick. Year two, mm. this is the thing for the stadium. Yep, fine, bang, it's coming up. Look, there's some pictures. Year three. We filled the dock in, heritage. But year three, it's my things for the stadium. Oh, no. Nope. Well, hang on, you told me three months ago it was I've fine. I've got an obvious question, haven't I? Yeah, you have, but I'm just saying this is basically how I view it. Because this is... Oh, you're being Everton. I'm being Everton and going, well, I'm building. And I say, no, nah, I can't have it now. So, yeah. So you have an obvious question, don't mm. you? Well, Why? What's changed? Mm. What's changed? Independent regulator, mate. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that is the reason 
it can be the only reason, can't it? That if the stadium's not finished, you would fire well, me. Well, Premier but... League could prove that's not it just by publishing the minutes, couldn't they, of their various mm. meetings? Yeah, and say why they couldn't. Um, but while all that's going on, because mm. I'm being Premier League now, mm. right? You're losing loads and loads of money, Baz. You're spending mm. too much money. It's all over the place. Well, it's on that stadium. Well, some of it's not. So what you do is you say, well, okay, and I mean, accounts, oh, sorry. The PSR calculation, none of us see, do we? Mm. It's not transparent, is it? We don't see it. We don't see it for our own club. We don't see it for other clubs. So no, no. we don't know what it is. And part of going back to your, your Nottingham Forest fan is there was other debates going on as well where people said, oh, they've got huge losses. And then they were allowed to take all these other things off. That's just lack of understanding, isn't it? Mm. But what we can all take as fact, because God help anybody who's telling lies to company's house, mm. is what were the statutory losses during that time? In other words, the official, how much money did you lose? Okay. So I knew you were going to ask, so I had a look. Okay, yeah, go on. So in Evans accounts, <clears throat> yeah. these are broad brush people, so don't come after me, mm. right? So in 2020, I've only gone for the last three years, of right? Of course, yeah, yeah. We lost £140 million. Pounds. Okay. Statutory loss. Right. That's not PSR loss, but statutory, statutory loss. loss. Okay. The following year, Again, broad brush. Mm. We lost 121. Okay. What does that tell you? It's getting better. It's getting better, mm. right? Now, what happens is when you start trying to make things better, you get part of the benefit this year, but next year you get a full year. You benefit. get another year. Yeah, yeah. The following year, losses 45. So miles better. Again. Miles better, mm. right? And you say, well, where's that come from? Yeah. Right. Now, what are we accused of doing? Players and stuff, mm. right? So. Amortization sits in the accounts. Yeah. And that is fundamentally when as we've talked about it many, many times, buy a player for hundred million quid, put him up put him under contract for five years, mm. every year twenty million cost in your P and L as you make the hundred million down to zero. Yeah. So I'll ask you a direct question. If your amortization number each year is getting smaller, mm. what does that mean? It's getting better for you. It's getting better. Because Why is it getting better? How can you make the amortization cost to you better? There's only two ways, right? Go on. One is stop buying players. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And the other one is um, sell players. Mm. Right. Okay. Now it gets a bit spiky if you sell players because you have to crystallize it all. But as a general trend, selling players and not buying players can make probably the only two real ways of making your amortization bigger overall get smaller. Right. Mm -hmm. So while we're having those big losses, amortization, 99 million. Amortization, what is it? 81 million. Amortization, 68 million. So this year, spending all this money on players, mm -hmm. certainly not in those three years we weren't. No. Because if you buy players, mm -hmm. it definitely adds to your amortization. Yeah. Right. So minimally, we were losing players, selling them. But if we buy a player for the aforementioned 100 million, mm. keep them for three years and then sell them. In the year we sell them, we take minus 40 million, right? But that's not amortization, right? But overall, if your mm. amortization number's going down, it's because you're not buying players. So all the evidence is there that Everton were trying to do the right what, thing. What is, yeah. uh, what PSR is there for? Yeah, yeah. Which and is if your wages are going down at the same time, mm. again, that could be you've now got not just less players, but the ones you have got, you're paying less money than the ones who were here before. Of course, yeah. So you look at an organisation uh, in football terms whose amortisation is going down, yeah. whose wages are going down, yeah. and 
surprise, surprise, the loss is going down. Mm. How can you then get done? Because yeah. you're, according to reasonably high-profile public pundits, sporting pundits, oh, it's because you bought lots of players. Mm. Because that's the propaganda that's coming out of the Premier League. Yeah. You know, they changed their argument between the initial case and the appeal, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And started talking about it's all these players, it's all mm. these players, it's all these players. That's the reason, that's the reason, right? Now, thing is, and this is where the fun starts, I think, generally, if you are actually buying players, Baz, mm. and you're building a stadium, yeah. and then you breach the rules, yeah. which one of them caused you to breach the rules? <laughs> well, I'll say one thing, won't I? Mm. I'll say stadium. Okay. Because that suits me. So if you can say you could have funded the stadium yourself. Mm. And if you hadn't bought the players, you'd have been inside the rules. Yeah. That's what the Premier League are saying. Nice. Right. Mm. Or Everton's version or your version is I'm funding the stadium myself, mm. um, but it's costing me interest and all that sort of stuff. And I have to buy players to stay in the league, mm. in the division. Mm. You would argue there's a bucket of money, which ends up with minus 19.5. Mm. And your view is the money that, the dirty money. <laughs> the one that caused me to breach is stadium. Mm. And the other one is what they say is players. Mm. And both are right, aren't they, in a way? Well, it can't be proven, can they, unless you did have, yeah. So what you'd have to look at is say, that I get that. Mm. But if previously some of that spending was seen as okay, and now it's not, mm. it's the change of rules that I've got you really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well the yeah. change of interpretation. But that's what I'm saying. That My problem isn't that Everton have breached it. It's how can you have something that's going to take a set period of time and they know that and, it and when it starts, they're okay with it. How can you halfway through go, oh, that's a big number and you can't have that Because, anymore. and this is going to sound a bit stupid, but I'll mm. phrase, the lunatics have taken over the asylum, mm. right? That's very un-PC, sorry. Mm. But the reality is because accountants and lawyers mm. are having that debate yeah. against each other, mm rather than football people. Okay, so the simplistic thing then... Keep it, if you take it right down to the bottom, mm. as simple as you can get it, mm. if we won't build a stadium... That was going to be my thing. Oh, you do it then. If no, you well, that was it. That was yeah. it. If, we, if, if Everton were not building a stadium, would they have breached the rules? No. Now, I just ask, I don't know how many non-Everton fans are watching this, but it'd be interesting to know what non-Everton fans think, because... Well, That's easy a, to... It's a three quarters of a billion pound stadium, mm. right? So clearly, significant elements of that spend over the last three or four years have not counted it against us on PSR. Mm. But there seems to be some selective work that's gone on mm. that said, ah, yeah, but that bit is. And that's the bit that pushes you See, over. The only, the only question that the Premier League should have asked, or sorry, the only question Everton should have asked to the Premier League in this case... And therefore, it'd be the Premier League's defence to anybody else, any other club who mm. went, well, hang on, how are Everton doing? That was your thing. If Everton weren't building this structure, would they have failed? Right. So if we take the stadium and put it over there, are Everton playing within the rules, what you're telling mm. them they have to play within? Mm. And the answer emphatically is yes. You're right, there's a pot of money there. And I go, no, 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 because that if that's £10 million, Seven of it's the stadium, only threes to us, and that three makes us all right. But it's irrelevant because this is an this is a X, isn't it? Mm. This is a value that isn't mm. normally there. It's not day to day. 
right now it is because we're building this thing that is going to mm. create money and jobs and everything else, make your product better. Give it back to the fans, which is allegedly part of the Premier League. In the Premier League's handbook, it's all about fans. It's why mm. it's why clubs have a um, thing for fans, like the welfare of fans. And if you're not treated properly by your football club, there's a rule that you can go to and they have to deal with it. Fan, you know, satisfaction and, and all that. Report defines football clubs as community assets. Right, so we're making They're the assets better. Exactly. The community. So how, that's what I'm saying. Without that stadium... Forget about the, the fact that a war cost Everton £30 million a season in sponsorship, which is huge, and £240 million in naming rights, which we would have been guaranteed stadium but just money. The, 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 Take that away, even. The stadium sponsorship and Finch Farm sponsorship, mm. which USM st- was stopped, if you like, mm. as a direct result of the, the owner of that firm being sanctioned by mm. Europe and everywhere else. Of course, else. yeah. With, if that had not been taken away, mm. we wouldn't have breached we the rules. We wouldn't have breached the if we were not building a stadium, we would not have breached the rules. So mm. it keeps coming back. And I'm being emotive about it. It's like VAR taking minutes upon minutes upon minutes to make a decision. Not because they're looking for a reason to allow that goal to be scored, but mm. they're looking for a reason to disallow it. But that this is where I really struggle with it. If Everton had kept buying players, if Everton spent 100 million last summer and 100 million this summer, right, and we get done, and fans of other clubs who use minimalistic information are going, you cheated, you've bought this player and that player, and that's why I would go, fair cop, gov, we have, you're right, we've gone and signed a striker for 80 million, two midfielders there, we just keep spending Oops. money, we don't care. Everyone is still, I mean, Jack, let's bring you in on this. Everybody's still got, in, in my mind... 2017, summer of Everton, and 2018, when Everton did spend some money. And it's almost like COVID and every other season since then. People are just putting to one side and ignoring mm. it and going, you spent this money and you... Because the narrative was, how have Everton spent half a billion under Mishiri and they still aren't, haven't got top four? The reality is, for the, the previous 12, 13 years, Everton spent 130 million. Or overall, that was it. Man City to buy players for that. Well, oh, sorry, Chelsea. City just spent good. 115 million on a player that was almost. Well, in, in fact, David Moyes, 120 over his or 111 over his whole Everton time. So City, Chelsea bought one player that eclipsed Moyes' 11 years at Everton. For you, is that what the problem is? You think that people still have 2017 in their mind when Everton did spend 100 and whatever it was, 20-odd million? I think in regards to how we're judged by fans of other clubs. Yeah, that's what I mean, not our own, by fans it's of just other clubs. massively ignorant to the actual context of Everton's situation. Even mm. still, people might look at the money spent on Onana last year or Beto this year, still not understanding that, again, those transfer fees mm. are spread over multiple years. Mm. As well said, Everton's actual transfer outlay the last couple of seasons is very low for a mm. Premier League club, you know, when you're just looking at what's going out. We'll stop. That window. The net spend for 22-23. I've got that chart in front of me. Everton at £25 million in profit. Yeah. At a time when Everton need players because... Me, you and John, I think, are in the squad for Palace because yeah. they've got no players left. But, but you just said a few moments ago about people, are, which is your question to Jack, really, people are remembering that Everton spent lots of money in Kumanera and stuff mm. like that, and it might add up to £500 million over the last six or seven years or whatever it is. Mm. In 22-23, Chelsea spent 
611 million on players in that one year. But they haven't breached the rules. So, so you know, from there... Well, it... that goes back to the initial problem with the PSR rules, doesn't it? Because in every point Everton have mentioned to try and explain their losses, you know, their mitigating circumstances, mm. that, oh, well, you've got the 105 million allowed loss that's being referenced mm. back to Everton at every point where they went well we've lost on this sponsorship deal we mm. have to lose this player we that's have to right yeah sell this player that completely ignores the actual football and context of the Premier League because if Everton didn't bring in anyone and you know we've not exactly spent much money anyway like we said but if we didn't bring in anyone over the last couple of years to comply we'd have been relegated and Absolutely. we'd have lost out on more money now PSR is defined as being here to you know protect the clubs to P. what do you ask what does the S stand for Sustainable. yeah that's yeah. the one yeah but it's defined as you know protecting football clubs stopping them from overspending and going mm -hmm. bust Everton would be financially worse off right now if we didn't spend the comparatively little money we have spent on players just to try and keep us mm. in the league so mm. it just it, it ignores context at every single turn doesn't mm. it I, I understand and I accept that we have breached the allowed loss so I, I understand you know we probably do need to be punished in some way but the punishment doesn't fit the crime it's effectively giving someone life in jail for stealing a slice of bread mm. no I think you're it's right. a couple of percent of turnover over mm. four years and Everton do it's mad disagree even on that they Everton say that. we lost eight and a half nine, and, oh, nine whatever yeah. and the Premier League say no you lost 19 so there's even like John said many a time it's lawyers arguing the losses which is nonsense as well because it's not there in real term but if, if we look at I mean, what David Ornstein, when he was on Gary Neville's thing, and I did have a conversation with him about it, it isn't as simplistic as saying, well, Everton got 28 million for Luca Dean, so they shouldn't have then gone and bought Michalenko and Patterson. For That's so and it's naive. Like, it's well, I did, true. and he yeah. kind of went, oh, well, yeah. I did say that, but it got cut out, but I'm not convinced yeah, right. he did. Everton got 28 million in for Luca Dean, and their outlay, I think, Patterson's. 2.4 or something, Michalenko was three and a half or whatever. It would come to 6.1 million, I think. So, 22 million pound profit almost in the door, which is good, isn't it? Surely, because that's because we can't, you know, he had a line which was just play a left back from the under 21s. We have to stay in the league, mate, because we nearly went down as it is, you know, with our international left back we bought. We still nearly went down. We needed to be Palace to stay up. You can't just go, it's not that simple, because if you get relegated, A, you lose places, that's a fine. Yeah, £100 million pound per place. And if we'd have got relegated, then the club would have been a £60 million hole, I think, for that year anyway. We'd have got a parachute payment, but there still would have been £60 million. So you have to sell players anyway, which we did. We sold Richarlison anyway. So we keep cutting. It's the same with Forrest. Nottingham Forest have come up, and, and Forrest is clear, it's easier to look at. They've spent crazy money. Yeah. Really, without bringing anything in. £195 million right, pounds so, in that one year alone. Right, so £195 yeah. million pounds from 22 to 23 for a spent, so only £200 million. But the, but the reality is they were a championship side with loads of players on loan who all left. That's so right. Forrester going, well, hang on, we're really trying. Numbers, yeah. We're just trying to stay in the division. Mm. So is, is the goal, and I think this is where the Premier League have let it get away from them, is that clubs when they come up, want to stay up. But there is a huge gulf between the Premier League and the Championship for quality. There just is. Burnley have tried it a different way this year and they've brought 20 players in Sheffield. or something mad or whatever. And Sheffield United have tried to 
not spend as much, but have ended up being way off it. So why should Forrest be punished for just going, I want to try and stay in that league? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and to me, that's where these rules don't help anybody because you get up and go, like, we're all lording, looting, oh, what great story it is and all that. And it is. And they haven't spent it. But I bet you anything, if Luton survived this season, they go down next season. I'm telling you that now. That's because that's We had happened. that chat before, it's I It's happened to yeah. a lot of teams. Sheffield yeah. United done it last time he came up. They came up, Chris Wilder. They had a good season. And then the second season, because they didn't spend a load of money, the quality levels wasn't there. So what a promoted clubs. Are they just to go, oh, we'll enjoy you for 12 months, then we're going that. How can that be good for the Can't Premier be. League? No, well, again, you go back to what PSR is meant to be. It's meant to be about club sustainability and keeping clubs run healthily. The golfing quality between the Premier League and the Championship is sizable, so quite often these teams do need to come up and spend money, especially a team like Forrest, who had mm. a lot of loan players and they had contracts expired. And, you know, I, I, I know they did still overdo it to an extent, but they did still need to bring in probably a minimum of 15 players. And stayed up with two games to go, I think, or mm. three. They beat Arsenal and that just about pushed them over the line. Yeah, but then again, staying on Forrest, you know, they argue the reason that they have breached is because they sold Brennan Johnson too late and it was, you know, it was an admin error. They tried to register him for the previous financial year and they couldn't get it over the line and that money would have, you know, safely guaranteed them uh, compliance with the mm. PSR rules. So again, to stay sustainable, they've had to sell their best player. They did sell him like... Two, two months after the end of the financial year. He did play three okay. games in this well, that's, season. That's so it was a bit of a stretch. Fault, that's their defence, isn't yeah. it? I think, but go, I think we're joining the dots up. They, they, it's interesting because we talked about it before, didn't we? We got turned over by Tottenham with Richarlison, didn't we? Or we perceived so because Levy is a really hard-nosed negotiator. He knew we had to sell. Therefore, you can we as fans of all clubs can debate how much less we got. But I doubt anyone would argue that we got less than we would have done if we hadn't had to sell. Mm. Nottingham Forest, bless them. We did things right and got... He went for too low. Mm. They're doing the, or they did the right thing in my for view, their club, for their club with Brendan Johnson. I said, no, Mister Levy, you're not going to leg us over because you know we have to sell. And sure enough, he come back anyway, and they got what they wanted. But it's two months later. It's in a different financial year, and now the Premier League, in quotes, are doing them. Now that's. To me, as an impartial observer, I would take that as mitigation and say no case to answer. You know what I mean? Mm. If that, if that, trying to do if it. that's the difference between them failing the the rules and not, then I'd say no case to answer. But then I'd also say stadium no case to answer. And that's it though. Southampton right. spent a hundred and fifty million mm. in that twenty two twenty three and got relegated. Mm. You know, well, let me ask Leicester. You a question, John did the right thing and sold players and made a profit, 30-odd million, mm. got relegated. Leeds spent 150 million, but burnt a load, sold a load as well, but still spent net 40 million, got relegated. Mm. So you can see what happens. If you spend it too late, you get relegated. Yeah. Mm. If you don't spend it at all, you get relegated. That's it. That's crazy. Go on, Jack. Well, John, how many sustainable businesses in the world have to sell their biggest asset for what they considered undervalued to stay in line with their relevant financial rules. We we might have to spend a long time looking for one other than football, yeah? So, Absolutely. What, yeah. So you're saying there's not many? I doubt there's any. Yeah. No. So. Certainly there isn't, I don't think, 
any where there's an external third party who doesn't have legal authority per se, i.e. it's not the government or an or a administrator making you do stuff, who can say, you better sell that player or else. And we'll tell you when to sell that player. And we'll make sure everybody knows you've that got you've to got sell to that sell player. Because yeah. this Premier League leaks like a bloody sieve. Well, if all that was going on behind the scenes and Daniel Levy never knew that Everton had to sell Richarlison, Everton would have got more. Mm. And if they got more, they might not have breached the rules. No. So it's... Oh, they're in that big six thing, aren't they? That Tottenham team, right? The whole thing's just... There is nonsense. Well, that brings us back to the suitability of the Premier League themselves to be in charge of enforcing... They can't self-regulate. Absolutely not. You're right, yeah. Because let's say... Anthony Joshua, the boxer's caught cheating. It doesn't fall to Eddie Hearn to decide the punishment, does it? No. Go to the relevant authority mm. that has power above these people to decide. Tyson Fury sitting is. on the commission here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the <laughs> That's what it's like. So, you know, when I seen a tweet on the weekend and like I'm moaning about nothing here to accept that, but the Premier League put a tweet up about the, the oh, Man City. City bench. Oh, yeah. And that, and you know, that's hundreds of millions of players on the bench. The, you know, City have 115 charges against them. If, they're guilty on even a couple of them, then I doubt they would have been able to afford all the players who were on that bench. So it, it just goes back to, you know, are the Premier League really suitable candidates to regulate these PSR no. deals when they are effectively the promoter of this league? Of course they are. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. No, you're spot on. And if you go back long enough, you're too young to know. But, you know, the, you know, the great David Coleman's commentating on a 100-metre final in the Olympics and Ben Johnson and you know wins it with a world mm. record and it's like the greatest runner mm. of all time and two days later he's a cheat mm. well it's who knows whether Man City are cheats right but if if it's it would be seismic like Ben Johnson if mm. Man City when they get before the court or whatever and when it's all played out are found to have basically put that bench together by cheating by hiding money, by having inflating you know sponsorships, bloody 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 blah, blah. Right, Pep Guardiola have walked away. Some of those players will have moved on, etc. 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 Half the teams in the Premier League at the time when the PSR rules were signed off by the the shareholders aren't in it anymore. Mm. You know, it, it's madness. The people who do it are not here when the piper has to be paid. You know, and the the amazing thing is for me. Is a we've talked about this for half an hour, right? But I talked about it for twenty minutes at Man City. Mm. With Blue Peter and mm. his, his little son Ryan was there. There's your shout out, mate. By the way, right? Mm. And I don't know who the other guy was. I think it might have been Peter's dad. I don't know. But and it was a very lucid, mature conversation about what's going on. We weren't talking about what our team's going to be. No. We weren't talking about who were we worried about from their team. Mm. We were talking about lucid understandings of how PSR works and why is it taking so long and all those sorts of things. And and the two guys, the if you like, the adults with a couple of kids with them, yeah, knew it all. Right? None of us should have to And be. we shouldn't have to be, no. should we? It is. It's become a joke. Right, let's just do some comments. Message me, Peter, by the way. Tell me if it was your dad because whoever it was was dead sensible. Uh, James says, afternoon, lads. What's your head and heart saying in regards to the appeal? Talking to a few lads in our best midfield. When they're all fit, I think James Garner has to drop out. Nice player, neat and tidy, but more a jack-of-all-trades, master than none. 
What Garner does is he's exceptional, as are Onana and Decore. Cheers, lads. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, the Everton midfield, because the makeup of it. Um, I just wonder if Sean Dykes could have used it better at times, but we've had injuries, so it would have been difficult so for all them. fit, what's your... No, well, it is. It's a tough one because I think it's reset. Changes the way we... Ganagay, Anana, Decore. You've got one place left. Mm. You've got Harrison, Garner and Dwight McNeil. Well, it's two wide players, wouldn't you? You'd yeah. have three wingers. So yeah. Garner's not playing on the wing for me because right. he's not good So you end so up with Harrison sub. and McNeil mm. with, with obviously uh, Decore playing just in behind DCL. He's sub, isn't he? Yeah. Or he's right back. Yeah. But you need midfielders on the bench, and maybe Idrissa doesn't play all the time. Mm. So one of them replaces the other with half an hour to go, and, yeah. and you're still getting yeah. a good. Well, that's where the rotation. But James Garner, we want him to, we want him to take the forward, don't we? We want we him do. to. So it's just a squad, though, and that's they're the ones you want. Uh, Mark Max says we're going to win the lot up the legal team toffees. <laughs> um, well Rich Bond, hello, Rich says it. Afternoon, chaps, another week, another kicking for us. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Johnny Hickey says, do we really trust the Premier League will reach a decision on the charges against Forrest and Everton before the end of the season? The second ones. Oh, the second one for us, first one for Forrest. Mm. It won't be, will it? Before, the process won't conclude during the season, will it? No. Because they'll... Um... You'll know, but then you've got the appeal. Yeah. And that won't the deadline be... is a week after it's the a season week after. finishes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, I've got a chart on that. We'll like, hear the appeal before the start of the following season. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, appeal's yeah. the week later, so you'll know the week after the season who's been relegated. So we talked about this, didn't we? The sunny day plan, yeah? Mm -hmm. the, um, the hearings must be completed by April the 5th. So yeah. let's say it was April the 5th. Mm -hmm. And then the judge gets seven days to make his mind up. Mm -hmm. And yet we're already talking that Evans' appeal may take three to four weeks. Yeah, That's nonsense. Uh, and the season ends on May 19th, but it says <laughs> appeals to be concluded by May 24th. So mm -hmm. even the sunny day plan from the Premier League says... Yeah, it's embarrassing. ...that the process won't conclude till the season has finished. The whole thing's a shambles. They've, they've absolutely... That means almost... Half or more of the positions in the league might be settled after the season's finished. Shambolic. They've ruined it. It's this is basically a COVID season because of the Premier League. They've yeah. they've, they've decimated the season mm. uh, all through their own doing. I'd love to know what Chelsea's numbers look like when you can spend that amount of money and not breach the rules. And no one's listening to it. Yeah. Why why is it not being heard yet? Yeah. It just gets heard whenever. Steve says, uh, Keith Wyness on a podcast yesterday heavily criticised the Premier League, asking why their chairperson has remained utterly silent Thank during you, Keith, this land. We've been saying that on here, haven't we? Alison Britton needs to, to step in here. During their landmark case affecting such a story, he'd found the member club as Everton. Let us hope she'll be called upon in front, she'll be called in front of the DCMS to answer many more questions. He also had much to say about Manchester City, saying their cases should have been heard and sorted first, and much because more they, because about they were, City. they were referred first, if you like, yeah. Chelsea have admitted guilt, and it's Chelsea have been, been put to the put to one side. You know what? The article I wrote for Substack. I'm going to have to check when they got their fine because it must be rapidly approaching that a year ago UEFA did and settled the case with Chelsea, and the Premier League are still thinking about mm. it. Absolutely crazy. How can that be? Uh, Cy Harrison says hit the like button. Uh, Phil says if Super Silk found a good enough argument, it's likely we get all the points back and the second charge is scrapped. 
Well, it should be, but who knows? Nottingham Forest fans should be hoping for that. Oh, well, they should be, yeah. Uh, Celtic Vape says, I'd love it if Wyness is right. But I think if Super Silk did the business and convinced the panel to take the stadium into account, then all 10 points should be back. I'll ask you a question, right? Go on. Can I? On three, this? Yeah, we've got three minutes left. Oh, okay, on. just a quickie then, because I think Alan Myers has had some debate on Twitter today, right? Mm. And his view was, apart from the fact it might take a lot longer than what we think for them to come up with a decision, he says, in his view or his experience, the longer it takes for a decision to be made, the more favourable it might be for us. Mm. Do you agree with that? Yes, and I'll tell you why. It was like the goal, was it? A goal that was scored against us the other week might have been Villa. The longer that went on, the volley one from the edge of the box, that was it Moreno, it's it in or whoever it was, someone scored. I think it was Moreno from the edge of the box. The longer that decision went on, you knew that it was more likely the goal was going to be disallowed. Right. So maybe, because mm -hmm. if they know, if they, like, just take me, you and Jack are looking at something and we've got a decision. And you're being your best impartial, but you've got a decision and you go, there's no way my amnesty breached. Then you come to that decision quickly, don't you? You don't go, oh, oh, I don't know. Whereas if they're looking and going, actually, you know what? These have got a case here. I wonder how who... do we play? Now, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do just, wonder I just who's just trying wonder. to convince who while that's going on. I have to think that if it takes a long time, it's because the expert, wit oh, sorry, expert members of the judicial panel, which i.e. not the lawyer, yeah, mm -hmm. i.e. the footballing person, is trying to explain to the judge, who's perhaps not a footballing person, why what, what they've done is wrong. And the analogy, I think bars a good analogy because when footballers look at things, they know straight away whether that's a sending off or not, don't they? Mm -hmm. But VAR spend ages thinking about it. And curiously, we knew who the judge was last time and we knew who, who the people on, the, on the, the commission were. We don't know at all who's doing it this time, do we? Mm. That's because no. Premier League have learned the lesson because the West Ham guy got a load of stick, so they're not telling us who it is. But we'll know when the judgment comes out who it was. Mm. Curious, isn't it? So anyway, so let's just think the longer they take. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, none of us know, do but That was an intuitive question. But I'm just the intuitive answer was, yeah, the longer they take, the I'm more just think, well, you, you look at it and go, well, quite clearly then, it, because it's already been decided, maybe the longer they take, the more obvious thing is that it's it's it's, it's hard to call. Harder to... So you look and go, oh, well, okay. Maybe it isn't as cut and dry. Um, Interesting. No, but it is, it is really interesting. Uh, i just seen something that was dead interesting just to finish. Jack Lad, uh, the Tom of the midfield. Jack Lad now? Not Jack Lad. Jack oh, Lad's Jack when the he... Lad. Now, are you speaking to me? No, no. Idrissa's passing is atrocious. Jimmy Garner's has high-quality pass. Passing completion on Saturday, Idrissa Garner gave 89.5, James Garner 87%. There is a common misconception that Adrissa Garner, gay can't pass the ball. Yeah, his passing numbers are at the highest, amongst the highest in our team. Um, without him, we are not the same midfield. He's exceptional. Whether play, people don't see it, that's fine. I like James Garner, I really like him, but Adrissa Garner, gay's better, in my opinion, at what he does. Should, is there a place for three of them in a the team? Yes, there is. 
doesn't mean James Garner's not going to go on and be a superb player in another 18 months. Right now, if you give me the choice of the two in the team, I'd have Adrisha every time. Through the whole season, passing accuracy for Garner, 84.6, mm. for James Garner, 81. Yeah. Garner's whole season, no, not just one game. No, 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 Adrisha Garner gave passing better. It's just the fact. James Garner, I'd say, would be more creative, though, than Adrisha. Mm. So, He's but, maybe got that better final, but yeah, yeah, yeah. passing has lost. But then I've also the seen him on the edge of the box with runners, and he's over his passes when it's a simple ball that, that's probably a four-year-old could play. Well, he's I just hitting out for goal Garner's, uh, Garner's shots go if he's having a shot. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but we don't need to do that, do we? We've got four decent midfield players. We just need them all fit, and then the manager can, can mix and match, can't he? Having said that, according to the stats on the Premier League website, yeah, um, Garner's uh, <laughs> shooting accuracy is only a couple of percentage points better than Garner's. No, the pair of them. Neither <laughs> so of them. Crap, neither of they? them are any good at cheating. <laughs> and that's probably why we're where we are. Yes, indeed. But it is mad. But now you saw last week, I've yet to say, and again, I reiterate, I really like James Garner. I really I like so. him. I do. But I've not seen James Garner have the effect on a game that Adrissa Garner gave did last week against Spurs where he was head and shoulders oh, above anything awesome. on the pitch in the midfield awesome. area. Um, doesn't mean he's, James Garner's not good because he quite clearly is and he's the future of our midfield it's how we piece the rest of it together sadly Onana is not the future of our midfield no no well, he's, he's he the one at the weekend it was like a player from a different age group at the yeah, yeah well he is class above the others isn't <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Onana but we, hopefully we will get good money for him and the Premier League won't be holding a gun to our head Um but we shouldn't do because we should hold on to Amadou until after the Euros when his, his price will have gone up again um, undoubtedly once he's uh, played on that mm. European stage but it's interesting I just want all four available and then the manager's got real options yeah. then and if he's got he options can... off the bench well that's, a, that's it You've, an hour in yeah. and someone's tired whether it's Adrissa going yeah. off or Adrissa coming on for James Garner or for Onani you just want those options um, but we'll see I find myself we'll on FM24 leaving players on the pitch for Everton mm. when the coaches are telling me he's tired well that's it because you've got no real options quite have realistic you? you'll have no <laughs> options you'll have no options right we're going take um, more the link is the link here yeah the link is this day where you're at more than a game at 2 o'clock the A-team are on next yeah you've got uh, Ped and Jack doing all of the weekend stuff including the AFCON what a game that was last night. about Bayern Munich, guys, haven't you? Oh. Bayern Munich. Ooh. And, and there's a lot went on. For Kane. Well, Bayern Munich might Anonymous be... That'll went, be, that'll went be tomorrow. That'll be tomorrow. Is it? Today will be Premier League, the AFCON, the Asian Cup, yeah. and, and anything else. And David Moyes. So stay. Stay around. Indeed. Like it. Subscribe to that channel as well. Toffee TV. We'll see you tomorrow. But stay where you are. Be good. Thanks for watching.